Welcome to a dying podcast. My name is Nils and I know I haven't released an episode for a while, so it's about time that I do that. I'm whispering a little bit when I record this because I'm in the north of Norway hosting the Spirit of Winter Shamanic Retreat for men and all the other guys are going to bed in the other rooms. So I'll try to keep a little bit quiet. You might hear sounds of doors slamming and stuff like that. Um, I'm hosting this retreat together with the Brazilian shaman Ruda Yande, who's been a guest of this podcast. And for listeners following this podcast will know is the man who has um, guided me on my own shamanic journey. And now we're hosting retreats together. So that's a beautiful thing. And there might be more episodes when I actually talk more about this specific retreat. And my intention is to record more episodes while I'm here. But this episode is something I've been waiting to share for a while. A dear friend of mine, David Lindbergh, who has also been a previous guest of this podcast a while back, is creating something that um, I believe will debut either on Borderland, the Nordic Burner event this summer, or at the very first sort of major World of Wisdom gathering, which will be in Visby, August 11 to 16, 2020. David and his girlfriend Karin are building a dome with an amazingly cool visualization, it's a difficult word, inside of it, um, which you'll go into, probably lie down on your back, uh, check out these visuals while listening to audio. It's basically, in a way you could say it's it's a meditation. What he does is he combines music with the words of various great thinkers. And I've been allowed to share one of these pieces uh, made by him. Hopefully it'll be allowed. It's a mashup of of, um, already published music and the words of Alan Watts in this case. It's about a 20 minute experience called The Green Room. I'll just let you enjoy it. Um, We'll paste the links to the music uh, at hand in the comments of this podcast. And without further ado, I just give you the green room, preferably find your own space to just listen and feel free, as always, to provide feedback. I believe that if we are honest with ourselves, that the most fascinating problem in the world is who am I? What do you mean? when you say the word I, I myself. I find it a little difficult to say what the subject matter of this seminar is going to be because it's too fundamental to give it a title. I'm going to talk about what there is. Now, the first thing though that we have to do is to get our perspectives with some background. They say there was a primordial explosion. 
enormous bang millions of years ago, billions of years ago, which flung all the galaxies into space. Well, let's take that just for the sake of argument and say that was the way it happened. It's like uh, you took a bottle of ink and you threw it at a wall. Smash! And all that ink spreads. And in the middle, it's dense, isn't it? And as it gets out on the edge, the little droplets are finer and finer and make more complicated patterns. See? So in the same way, there was a big bang in the beginning of things and it spread. And you and I, sitting here in this room, as complicated human beings, are way, way out on the fringe of that bang. We are the complicated little patterns on the end of it. But so we define ourselves as being only that. If you think that you are only inside your skin, you define yourself as one very complicated little curlicue, way out on the edge of that explosion, way out in space and way out in time. Billions of years ago, you were a big bang. But now you're a complicated human being. And when then we cut ourselves off like this and don't feel that we're still the big bang. But you are. You're not something that is a result of the Big Bang on the end of the process. You are still the process. You are the Big Bang, the original force of the universe coming on as whoever you are. But we've learned to define ourselves as separate from it. You and I are all as much continuous with the physical universe as a wave is continuous with the ocean. The ocean waves and the universe peoples. And as the wave, I wave at you and say, you, the world is waving at me with you and saying, uh, hi, I'm here. Being based on a myth that we are made, that we are parts, that we are things, our consciousness has been influenced so that each one of us does not feel that. We feel we have been hypnotized, literally hypnotized by social convention into feeling and sensing that we exist only inside our skins. That we are not the original bang, but just something out on the end of it. And therefore we are scared stiff. Now, why does anybody think that way? There's no reason to, because it isn't even scientific. It's just a myth. What's the alternative? Let's suppose that you were able every night to dream any dream you wanted to dream. And that you could, for example, have the power within one night to dream 75 years of time. And you would naturally, as you began on this adventure of dreams, you would fulfill all your wishes. You would have every kind of pleasure you could conceive. And after several nights of 75 years of total pleasure each, you would say, well, that was pretty great.
But now let's, um, let's have a surprise. Let's have a dream which isn't under control. Where something is going to happen to me that I don't know what it's going to be. And uh, you, you would dig that and come out of that and say, wow, that was a close shave, wasn't it? Then you would get more and more adventurous and you would make further and further out gambles as to what you would dream. And finally, you would dream where you are now. You would dream the dream of living the life that you are actually living today within the infinite multiplicity of choices you would have, of playing that you weren't God. Because the whole nature of the Godhead, according to this idea, is to play that he's not. In this idea then, everybody is fundamentally the ultimate reality. Not God in a politically kingly sense, but God in the sense of being the self, the deep down basic whatever there is. And you're all that. Only you're pretending you're not. And it's perfectly okay to pretend you're not. To be absolutely convinced, because this is the whole notion of drama. When you come into the theatre, there is a proscenium arch and a stage, and down there is the audience. And everybody assumes their seats in the theatre and uh, are going to see a comedy, a tragedy, a thriller, or whatever it is. And they all know, as they come in and pay their admissions, that what is going to happen on the stage is not for real. But the actors have a conspiracy against this because they're going to try and persuade the audience that what is happening on the stage is for real. They want to get everybody sitting on the edge of their chairs. They want to get you terrified or crying or laughing. And if a skillful human actor can take in an audience and make people cry, think what the cosmic actor can do. Why, he can take himself in completely. He can play so much for real that he really believes it is. Like you sitting in this room, you think you're really here. Why, you've persuaded yourself that way. You've acted it so damn well that you know this is the real world. But you're playing it. Behind the stage, there's the green one. Off scene, obscene. Where the actors take off their masks. means mask, the persona, which is the mask worn by actors in Greco-Roman drama because it has a megaphone-type mouth 
which throws the sound out in an open air theater. So pair through sonar, what the sound comes through, that's the mask. And so in the course of forgetting that this life is a drama, the word for the role, the word for the mask has come to mean who you are genuinely, the person. If you awaken from this illusion, you can begin to feel your own existence as absolutely fundamental. What you are basically, deep, deep down, far, far in, is simply the fabric and structure of existence itself. the drama that there is the central self you can call it God you can call it anything you like and it's all of us it's playing all the parts of all beings whatsoever everywhere and anywhere and it's playing the game of hide-and-seek with itself lost, gets involved in the farthest out adventures, but in the end it always wakes up and comes back to itself. And when you're ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. And uh, since you're all here and engaged in this sort of inquiry and listening to this sort of lecture, I assume that you're all on the process of waking up. Or else you're teasing yourselves with some kind of uh, flirtation with waking up, which you're not serious about. But I assume maybe you are, not serious but sincere, that you are ready to wake up. So then, when you're in the way of waking up and finding out who you really are, you meet a character called a guru. And what is the function of a guru? He's the man who looks at you in the eye and says, oh, come off it. <laughs> I know who you are. You know, you come to the guru and say, sir, I have a problem. I'm unhappy and I want to get one up on the universe, so I want to become enlightened. I want spiritual wisdom. Who was I in my last incarnation? As if that mattered. And the Guru looks at you and says, Who are you? Who is asking the question? Go back in and find out who you are, where the question comes from.
in all mysteries when you're going to be initiated. There's somebody saying, ah, 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 don't you come in. You've got to fulfill this requirement and this requirement and this requirement and this requirement. Then we'll let you in. Because this is, you're saying to yourself, I won't wake up until I've made it difficult for me to wake up. So I invent for myself an elaborate system delaying my waking up. I put myself through this test and that test and I feel it's been sufficiently arduous. Then I may at last admit to myself who I really am and draw aside the veil and realize that after all, when all is said and done, I am that I am, which is the name of God. So that was The Green Room, created and put together by the amazing David Lindbergh. That's it for this short episode. Hopefully you'll hear me again next week. Take care of yourselves, guys, and stay humble. Over and out.